we're going to pick up with the subject be an example of the holiness of God. Be an example of the holiness of God. We got to realize who we represent. Come on, somebody. Your representation as a saint of God, amen, is very needful and it is very particular because we serve a particular God. Come on, somebody. He's very unique. Amen. And we're supposed to be able to uh, uh, make an example or uh, uh, showcase God's uniqueness that he did in us. He's not just unique, but he also shows some uniqueness of him inside of every saint of God. <coughs> Amen. So without <coughs> delay, I'm going to start out at 1 Peter. And the chapter is 1. We covered the, 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 the scriptures above during the process of the, uh, when we was on Zoom, amen. So, First Peter, verses 3 through 9, let's read it, please. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy had begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that faded not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power through through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed. Uh-huh. If you may be or in heaviness through manifold temptation, that the trials of your faith being more precious than gold that perish, I be found unto praise and honor and glory the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom you have not seen, ye love, and whom you now have seen him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end. Oh, okay. So here. Here we are, the first and foremost, God, give, God gave you honor and gave you praises to offer up to him. You gave you a reason to praise him. He gave you a reason to honor him. Come on now. And, and guess what? Because of his countless mercy for his ever-living hope of the resurrection 
that's in Jesus Christ, giving us a new birth into an inheritance that is imperishable. Amen. So we are to give God praise and honor. We are the ones that's supposed to be showing God his praise and honor and his glory. If we don't show it to him, who is? Come on, somebody. He left this legacy for us to keep it up. Come on now. Amen. This banner is what we supposed to represent on a daily basis. And he said in his word, he said, and to an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. You were left an inheritance. Come on, somebody. Oh, let one of your folk get rich and, and, and you find out you and they will. Huh? It'd it be hell tell the captain you didn't get your inheritance. <laughs> and Tina, somebody come up shot that money don't come up. Huh? Amen. You don't get your inheritance all the love and flew out the door. It's down to business now. <laughs> Guess what? You ought to be down to business for your inheritance in God. You are, you have to tell you have to tell your friends and your family what love got to do with it. This is about business. This is about business in the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. I don't love you enough to lose out my inheritance in the kingdom. Come on, somebody. You and I got to watch how we let things get in between. Come on, somebody. What God has for us versus what folks want out of us. Oh, y'all didn't hear that one, did you? You and I have been leaning more to what people want out of you huh, than what God got prepared for you. And God said, this inheritance that I have for you is kept in heaven. Oh, so if it kept in heaven, guess what? You got to make the trip. If it's kept in heaven, you got to get there to get it. Y'all been here that day. Let, let, let your rich folks be the luck you and inheritance and you fail to go to the lawyer's office and get, get your signature so that you can get your proper dues. Guess what? You forfeit your dues. Now, if you want to hang around with the hounds and clowns down here on earth and forfeit your right to the kingdom of God, that's your business. Amen. Yeah, they're going to talk about you. But you got to be the example that God wants you to be. This inheritance is kept for you. Oh, did he say kept for you? Come on now. And you don't allow kin folks to rob you out of your inheritance. The devil is alive. I kick all of them to the curb. Come on, somebody. Ain't nothing worth me losing a seat. On a trip to glory. Look here. Now, I told you last Sunday. Tell you what my sister-in-law said. Don't be a fool all day. 
come on, God. You got to show God the faith that you got, that you know he got something waiting on you. Lord, I know you got something waiting on me. And I'm going to strive to get it. I'm going to strive to make it in, God. Because, Lord, good God Almighty, if you got to store it up in heaven, ain't nothing down here can compare to it. Your inheritance in heaven ain't a thing that you know down here that can compare to what God got stored up for you in glory. No, absolutely nothing. Come on now. You can take all your money and go and buy the biggest yacht. That ain't going to compare. You can go and get you a road rod. That ain't going to compare. Get you a Lamborghini. That ain't going to compare. Come on, somebody. Because you know why? As soon as the year passes by, that thing done depreciated. <coughs> it's done depreciated. So guess what? There go your glory on earth. And every year after that, it declines a little bit more. But this that is in heaven, it said it's kept by the power of God. Come on, somebody. Ain't no depreciation in glory. You either get it or you don't get it. And God said, it's shield by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Who is that salvation? Jesus Christ. It is Jesus Christ that is ready to be revealed in the last day because guess what? He's coming and he's coming back to get those that have made themselves ready to go back. Don't fool yourself. He's coming. Ain't a devil in hell can stop him from coming. Huh? No situation we face can stop him from coming. Guess what? Your faith or your non-faith can't stop him from coming. You either in or you're out. Here I come. In all this, huh, the problem is, he said, in all of this, we ought to have great rejoicing. Huh? Amen. We ought to have joy unspeakable joy and full of glory. Come on now. If you can get happy about the natural things that you receive, you ought to surely be able to get happy about the, about the eternal things that you receive. The eternal thing that is in glory that's sitting there waiting on you that got your name on it. Come on now. Don't trade your place in glory for nothing. Don't trade your inheritance for a, 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 a cup of pot of perish, potterish, food, soup. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> Deal stew. <laughs> huh? Come on, somebody. Wild venison. Don't trade. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't let your stomach get in your way. Come on, somebody. Though that for a little while, you may have to suffer. You may have to go through some grief period. There is a time that's coming. 
upon the face of the earth that everybody is going to have to suffer to some degree. But as long as the blood of Jesus Christ is covering you, your degree won't be like the degree of the world. Come on, somebody. Because God is going to have you covered. He didn't say that you weren't going to go through, but he'll take you through. Come on, somebody. We, we, we think God going to come and going to take us around the problem. But now he's going to take us straight through the problem. Why? Because you, for you to be an example that God will take you through. That you will come out on the other side. That you will come out with no fun, no smoke, no fire. You will get delivered from the mouth of the lion. It's about deliverance. And you got to show the world that God still do deliver. Amen. Well, when you look at it, these trials has come so that they can prove your genuineness in your faith. You know, it's one thing to talk faith, it's another thing to walk faith. Huh? When 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 you get to when you get to First Peter, you may then get a better understanding when the book said uh, we walk by faith and not by sight, because what you spend to see upon the face of the world is gonna send most folks hard into fear. Come on, Al. But then you got to stand on the fact that uh, who report you going to believe. Come on, somebody. It said, but I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. Amen. And God's report said, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. So who report you going to believe? Amen. He's going to prove your genuineness of your faith. And your faith has got to be proven that it is greater and worth more than gold. Because guess what? Gold perishes. Huh? Amen. You got to go through, just like gold, go through a refining fire. You got to go through the fire. You got to go through the fire to come out as pure gold. You got to go through the fire to be refined. Amen. You got to go through the fire. Guess what? When you go in, you got to come out better than you was when you went in. Come on now. Why? Because you are walking by faith and not by sight. And God has set you up to be an example of what his power is can do, what his presence can do, what his deliverance can do, what his healing can do. Come on, somebody. Somebody has got to see the work of the Lord in you. Amen. Though you haven't seen him, but your faith show better say you love him. Huh? Come on, somebody. Your heart better say, I love you, Lord. Come on, somebody. You, this is, this, I'm talking about some genuine love for God. Huh? I ain't talking about no puppy love. Come on now. I ain't talking about no love just to get a present. 
Huh? Come on now. <coughs> you got to have love for him from the heart. Because guess what? Your love is going to be proven. Amen. So, even though you do not see him, you got to believe in him. Huh? And I feel with inexpressible and glorious joy. Man, I remember that it didn't take much to have the, the, for the glory of God to get in somebody's soul and they just have a, 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 a Holy Ghost rejoicing time. Huh? Come on, somebody. If I, if I try to get you to rejoice now, I really actually have to go and build a fire up under you in order for you to come. In order for you to move. Come on, somebody. I have to put some real genuine heat up under you. Come on, somebody. Yeah, come on now. Donnell, I would have to go get one of those uh, shocking devices that they use on a pen to keep hogs and stuff in and attach one of them to each side of their cheek and it'll for them to jump up out their seat. <laughs> it's got to catch on fire. Come on now. It's time for the church to catch on fire. We need the Holy Ghost fire to catch on in the house of God. Because you know what it'll do? It'll get rid of a whole lot of things. It'll get rid of a whole lot of sickness. It'll bring forth deliverance. It'll bring forth some joy. You'll be wondering, where did I get this joy from? You wouldn't realize that the joy came from glory. It didn't come from nobody else. You'll have joy, unspeakable joy, and full of glory. The new birth in Christ Jesus should have prompted us that guess what? We got something to thank God for. We got something to praise God for. I have been added to the family of God. You know that you are an add-on, so you ought to be able to praise him even the more so. Because guess what? It was nothing that you was expecting to be, but God gave it to you by his grace and by his mercy and extended his family into your name that you can be a part of him. We must have our spiritual ears in tune that you may understand the revelation that appears in the last time that you should be glad and rejoicing that your time is close. We're looking at this thing as fear and in distress, but to every day that God grows closer, the true saints of God ought to get gladder and gladder. Say, one day God going to get me up out this mess. <laughs> but until he come, your faith going to be tested. Keep 
your faith in tune. Come on, somebody. Because it's more precious than gold. The word of God offers joy and hope. Now, I can't find nowhere in there where God's word offers us doom and gloom. For those that have faith in God, it always offers us hope and an expected end. Come on, somebody. The gloom and the doom comes when you don't want to come out the mess. When you want to hang on to the mess and come all the way out, when you come all the way out, then that's when you're going to experience the joy, huh? And the unspeakable joy. And, and the full of glory. Then you got a genuine praise. Come on, somebody. Then you got a praise down on the inside that you just can't keep to yourself. Come on, somebody. When your light shines in the world of darkness, we're supposed to be a light in this dark world. Huh? But if your light look like it got sunshades on, your life is cloudy. You're not illuminated like God wants you to be. Come on, somebody. If they can't see who you represent, your light got dark shades on. You need to open the blinds. You need to open the blinds that you can see. Because first of all, you got to see. Come on, somebody. If you don't see, how can you get anybody else to see? Amen. You become, a, when, when, when your light shines in a dark world, here, here's the problem with saying God. You become a target. And you don't want to be no target. Huh? You don't want God to use you to the point that you was a target in the world. Well, baby, when you got saved, you got a bullseye written on your back. Huh? Because the devil can, the, the devil distinguished you from hills. He know where you is. He know who you are. It's you don't know who you are. You got to know who you are. You got to know who you are. You got to tell him, shoot your best shot because I got on the whole armor of God. That I can stand against your strategy. I can stand against your scheme. I can stand against your deceitfulness. So shoot your best shot, devil. Because I belong to the king. Alright, you Gideon hiding behind the wine press. Alright. Alright now. I'm hiding so I can reserve this for later. Your time is now. Come on, somebody. The devil's goal is for you to be viewed. Let me tell you what he's trying to do. Trying to get you to be viewed as a poor example of faith and truth. Wow. Huh? Because every stumble that you make, every fall that you make, he going to point the fingers at you because that bullseye is on your back. And he going to say, see that? See that? Ain't nothing to him. Ain't nothing to him. 
Come on, somebody. What about this truth that they supposed to be in? You, we is at a time we got to be very careful. We got to be on our P's and Q's. Come on, somebody. The devil is not trying to show up the world. He's trying to show up the church. He wants the church to be in a bad an example as to what is supposed to be for salvation. And so if the church don't have no reputable uh, 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 representatives, guess what? What can the people see? Come on now. We're supposed to be ambassadors for Christ. Amen. And here we are needing an ambassador. We need we needing somebody for the call that we've been called to be. To get us out. Come on now. And God said, how long? How long shall I suffer with you? How long shall I put up with you dragging your foot? Come on now. How long shall I suffer for you of needing to come up? God ain't left us down here, down here to stay down here. He wanted us to come up. Come up a little higher. Come on now. Go to 2 Peter. I mean not 2 Peter, but 1 Peter chapter 2. Next chapter over. <laughs> First verse says, Wherefore lay aside all malice and all guile and all hypocrisy and all envy and all evil speaking as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that they may, that they may do what? Yeah, guess what? Your walk with God requires you to grow. You, you're like a baby feeds off the milk. You got to feed off the word of God. If you don't feed off the word of God, you cannot grow. And if the word of God tell you to lay all junk aside, lay all the malice aside, stop being a hypocrite. Huh? And he said, and envy, stop being evil. Huh? Oh, I just got I just got to tell her. I just got I just got to get her straight. Mm-hmm. Something God tell you best leave it alone. Huh? Something you need to let God work out. Come on, somebody. So you got to lay aside. Means get rid of it. Stop storing it up. You know, we, 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 we bad at being in the natural. We bad at being hoarders. <laughs> come on, somebody. You, you'll store up stuff, and then when it come down to spring cleaning day, and you get to going through a whole lot of stuff, and the first thing you're going to say, I think I'm going to hold on to this shit. You ain't seen it. You ain't seen it in the coon's age. 
Huh? Ain't used it since the second day you bought it. Three years later, you still trying to hold on to it. Oh, I got to go somewhere on there. And some of it is your clothes. I think I'm going to get back down. I think I'm going to get back. I think I'm going to get back in that one. Baby, the thrill is gone.
treasure. Greatly loved. Huh? God chose him because he is greatly loved. Huh? And he is a treasure. And God is expecting for us to be a like treasure. We are to be a lively stone. Verse 5 says, Ye also as lively stone are built up a spiritual house and a holy priesthood to the offering of us accepted of God by Jesus Christ. Now, here God is letting you know that he gave you a description of how precious Jesus was and then he turned around and he said, now you also are lively stone. In other words, you also are precious to me. But guess what? We got to live the precious life that God sees in us or God has planned for us. We are to be that lively stone because we are connected to the living stone. Jesus is the living stone. And now we are connected to the living stone. So guess what? We ought to come alive. But once I get here, <laughs> the issues has to wait till I go back out the door because it can't dwell with me in him. Come on, somebody. Did y'all hear me? Only time your problem dwell with you in here is because you patting on them, you 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 you, you nursing them. Come on now, you breastfeeding them, huh? As if though you want your problem to live on. Instead of being an example of the glory of God, you being the example of the inflictions. Uh, come on now. Is you got any faith working for you? Do you believe God that you're going to meet God here at the house of God? That you can get your deliverance? Come on now. So you are to be built up a spiritual house. A spiritual house. Flesh should not be dictating your outcome anymore. Come on now. Some of us still can't get loose from our faintly desires. Of what we want to do. No one is trying to be a spiritual house. God got so much stuff for saints to do. That some saints going to have to give account of it. Because guess what? God called them to do it and ain't done it yet. Come on somebody. God got so much stuff up there for everybody in here. to be. Ain't you a part of the body? Didn't it not tell you that the toe is part of the body? Didn't it not tell you that the arm is part of the body? 
Come on, somebody. So guess what? The arm got what? Cut one of them toes off and see how balanced you walk. You trip and break your neck. Because that toe is important. Come on, somebody. That arm is important. That's right. Amen. That arm works. That foot works. Everything in the body has its purpose, and it's, it's supposed to be in working order in order for the body to fully function. If not, you handicap in the spirit realm. Wow. I can imagine how God going to look at handicapped saints. Uh, the last handicapped saint that I read about in the scripture that he said he took the talent and went and hid it. <laughs> huh? He went and hid it that when the Lord came back and asked him for his talent uh, and his profit, he had none. He had nothing but a bucket of excuses. And God took what he had and told them to throw him out in the outer darkness. I don't know where you think outer darkness is, but it's sure not in the light. Come on, somebody. Sound like a world of unknown to me. Amen. Well, so we ought to be built up a spiritual house. And then when God and, 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 and pastor, well, the problem is when they read this scripture, they still think that God is talking back in the Old Testament. But this is a New Testament church scripture. And he said, I'm going to make you a holy priesthood just like. Come on, somebody. Just like Aaron and his family was a priesthood, guess what? Now you are a priesthood in Jesus Christ. You ought to be serving Jesus Christ as a priest of this day. We ought to be serving Jesus Christ as a lively hope. Yeah. Yeah. Offering up spiritual sacrifices. Not excuses, but sacrifices. Huh? Man, if we can't offer a spiritual sacrifice, what good are we? Amen. Amen. You know what he's saying? Your tithes and offering is not enough. You got to go beyond that. You got to strive to get into the spiritual realm. If you want to know what God's doing. In this hour. Uh -huh. Huh? Because what he's doing in this hour, the true believers, he's going to give them a revelation. Yes, yes. All you that's hidden and missing, you're still going to be left with dark shades on. Woo. Looking through a dim light. Come on, somebody. Christ as the foundation of us is for us to be alive, not dead. Amen. For the scripture says, 
Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture. Now, if it's contained in the scripture, guess what? The saints of God need to pay close attention what the scriptures say. Am I not right? So he said, Behold, I lay inside a chief cornerstone, elect, and he that believeth on him shall not be. Wait a minute. Elect and precious? Wow. God said, I have kept him as he is my elect, my precious. He's my cornerstone. He is what holds it all together. How in the world is folks in the world today, the church world today, is going to be held together if they ain't held by Jesus Christ? Somebody got something mixed up. Don't you be running around here in this world talking about you blessed and highly favored and God can't find you. Huh? You have to explain to me what highly favored you mean. Or who's got you highly favored. Come on somebody. Be not conformed. Be not conformed. Hmm. He that who believeth in him, whoever adheres to trust and rely on him, will never be disappointed. In his expectation. Good God Almighty. You mean to tell me. As long as I'm adhering to. And believing. And relying on Christ. I'm not going to be disappointed. Huh? I'm not going to be disappointed. In my expectations out of God. Wow. That tells me. That I. I, I, got, a, I got an audience with God. Huh? That tells me that, that, that I can rely on the scripture that when I said, Lord, he said, here I am. Amen. That's when you done got your relationship with him right. Yeah. That he come to your rescue speedily. Amen. Amen. So, let's get back to the scripture. Seven verse says he is precious but the stone which the builders disallow the same made the, and a rock even to them which stumble at the word being disobedient whereon also they were appointed. Check this out. He was the stone that the builders disallowed. And the same one that they disallowed came to head. <laughs> the same one that they rejected headed to the cross then became the head of the cross. Come on, somebody. 
Because now, guess what? The cross represents the true and living God, the church of the living God, and Jesus Christ has become the head of the church. And not only that, and he said, and he has become a stumbling block and a rock of offense to them that don't believe. And not only to them that don't believe, but he also has said them that stumbling over the word. So many churches there are stumbling over the word. You will accept part of it, but you won't accept all of it. Come on. You stumble over the plan of salvation. Come on, somebody. Let God's word be true and every man be alive. Don't you be one that's stumbling over the word of God. Don't you be the one that the rock has become an offense to you. So guess what? You have to watch how you frown up at the word of God to come across to you. That's a sure sign that it's an offense to you. It's a sure sign that the word of God then offended you. Come on, somebody. Not brought you life, but offended you. Wow. Not brought you into the light, but left you in the dark. Hmm. Wow. Stumbling at the word. You know, when you stumble at the word of God, you know it brings you, the scripture said, being, it, it, you're being disobedient. Where until also they were appointed. If you stumbling at the word of God, you cannot be performing the word of God. If you stumbling at it, you cannot be living it. If you stumbling at it, you cannot be obeying it. But for those that obey it, look what he said. The ninth verse, he said, but, but you are a chosen generation, royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar, you mean, is he talking about us? Is he talking about you? Huh? Have he labeled you wrong? Have, it, uh, uh, have God came through and put the wrong label on the wrong folks? What did he know what he was talking about? Come on, somebody. Amen. God made you be somebody. And since he made us to be somebody, we ought to show that we are somebody. Come on, somebody. A chosen generation. Jesus chose you. He chose you for such a time as this. Huh? Now, what, you, what are you going to put forth for what Jesus chose you to be in this hour? What's going to be your repayment? What's going to be your work? What's going to be your go through? What are you going to be able to deny? Oh, he told his disciples, deny yourself and follow me. Huh? Come on, somebody. Are you still denying the following? Hmm. A peculiar 
Wow. He said, you are a peculiar people. <coughs> huh? You are not ordinary. You are extraordinary. You are different. You are set aside. You are set apart for God's use. Come on, somebody. Amen. The problem <clears throat> that we sometimes have is we let our goals get in our way. Some people base their concept on their accomplishments. But our relationship with Christ is far more important than our jobs, our successes, our wealth, our so-called knowledge. Huh? We have been chosen by God as a possession. And we have been called to represent him to others. Remember your values and come to grips that you are a child of the king. Huh? Remember what you can gain in Christ and not in the world. The world going to try to throw you for a loop. I know it's not on your paper, but go to Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. So, we, you know, it is what it is. Romans Hmm. Are we there? We done read this scripture countless times. And it, 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 it really needs to sink in God's expectation out of us. Paul said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. If you're not holding on to the living stone, how can you be a living sacrifice? It's impossible. He said, holy and acceptable unto God. We want to be people pleasers instead of God pleasers. Come on now. We're looking for folks to always pat us on the back and tell us how good we're doing. But what is God saying? You got to get your approval from God. Amen. He said, and not only that, he said, it's your reasonable service. Then he tell you, be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing. Oh, you got to get your mind straight. Huh? Amen. He said, and, and when you go back where he said, present yourself, he reverence to it. Act as a, uh, a, a representation of God. Wow, who are we representing? 
You got to be a representation of God so that you can be an example for others to follow. Amen. Your body used to be an instrument of sin. Oh, boy, we worked hard at it. Boy, when the body was the instrument of sin, good God Almighty. Huh? Lamont is a storybook written about that. Huh? But got that many pages on <laughs> When we lived out there in sin. Amen. But now it is to be presented as a channel for the righteousness of God to be revealed, to be manifest in this hour. So, what are you using yourself for today? Is God getting the glory? Is anybody hearing about God out of you? Hmm. Something to think about. Transform. Got to get out of the old way, you think. Huh? Sometimes we get caught up in trying to hold on to them, but you got to get rid of them. Because you know what it's going to do? It's going to hold you back. The way a man thinks, so is he. So the way you think may be what's holding you back. The way you think may be what's stopping your faith from working. Uh -oh. The way you think may be causing you not to hear from God. So guess what you do? You go off on your own thinking. The ways of a man is right in his own eyes. But the end thereof is the way of destruction. The way you think. Come on now. If you don't think that God made a difference in you when he pulled you up out of the market and the mire, you ain't going to act like he made no difference in you. You're going to always reflect back to the hole that you was in. You out of the hole now. Cover that hole up. Put the dirt in it. Pack it down. Tell that hole I don't live there no more. Come on, somebody. Go get another rental. I ain't paying the rent on that hole no more. Because the payment for me been paid in full. Come on now. So you got to renew your mind. As they say, you got to get your mind in the game. <laughs> you got to get your mind in the spiritual realm. You got to get your mind in where God hang out at. Come on now. You still want to hang out with you? Have your mind hanging out on the corner. Let your mind hang out in heaven. Come on now. Do not conform uh, to the pattern of this world. Wow. You still trying to comply with the standards of the world. B. 
being uh, socially accepted. <laughs> you can't be for God and be accepted by everybody. Huh? You left that behind. Get somebody to accept where you're going, not staying back there where they is. You still trying to fit in. Fit in and being saved don't mix. It's just like oil and water. Come on, somebody. They don't jail together. So stop trying to fit in. You being in agreement with the world system and ideal and lifestyle is going to get you in trouble with God. Huh? Watch how the enemy creeps in and have you taking on certain things that pertain to the world and then tell you ain't no harm in it. If ain't no harm in it, why do we have to remind you ain't no harm in it? Huh? Come on, somebody. Ro, if, uh, if a little bit don't hurt, why do we have to keep reminding you that a little bit won't hurt? Let <laughs> you use them old back in the flesh phrase. We don't do it but one time. That's a lie. One time leads to another time. Come on, somebody. Huh? Then you're stuck so deep you can't get your feet out. Amen. Trick by the enemy one more time. If God gets your feet out, you better keep your feet out. God gets your feet out, you better keep on running. You better tell him, I'm running for my life. I ain't got time to carry. Amen. So stop looking behind. Press toward the mark of the high call of God in Christ Jesus. You got to press. Why do you have to press? Because you are in a world that is full of evil and deception and evil spirits and you got to know how to press or you're going to get caught, trapped. Come on, like, like a rat out the cheese. Amen. Devil don't mind you calling yourself spiritually is spiritually not in you. Because he is spiritually being us and working. The power of God is working. Huh? And if the power of God is working, there is a strong resistance of him. Amen. He might get you close, but he won't get you to tip over the edge. Amen. He's trying to get you so close to the edge that all it's going to take is just a blow of the wind.